The Fujicast is an independent loading zone production. Thursday, 28th of May. But before I press the theme tune, at the end of yesterday's show, Breezy uh, Kev breezed in, didn't she, and decided to take over a little. Kev, you've got a talking dog. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, doesn't everybody's dog talk? No, not like that. Not like Breezy. Have you thought about going on tour at all with her? (laughs) She's very clever. (laughs) Imagine that. Simon Cowell loves all the dog acts on Britain's Got Talent. I'm telling you, Kev. You'd be in the final. Never mind all the cute dancing kids and the acrobatic stuff. You've got a talking whippet. <laughs> Have a li- This is this is uh, when when we sort of um, figuratively speaking turn the microphones off yesterday. This this is uh, this is Kev's conversation with Breezy. Come on, what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> she really does talk. <laughs> what's the weather going to be, Breezy? <laughs> Really? With a bit of rain? Oh. No. Right. Breezy. Tell me, tell me what it's like living with Mullins. <laughs> oh. She's got a lot to say about living with you. Oh, sorry. Are you pulling her ears? question. Are you... <laughs> Are you pulling her ears to get this or something? <laughs> Breezy, Breezy, shush. <laughs> Who's your favourite? Rosa. The Fuji cast. So, Kev, what do you think? Is is your gold mine sitting on the couch in the form of talking Breezy? Yeah, it looks like it. Anybody want to buy a camera? <laughs> Giving up, I'm off. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Go, yeah. Ah, uh, she was so cute. I've never heard Breezy talk before. In the whippet. No, yeah. Even, uh, I thought everybody's dog talked. No, 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 no. And they bark, but your one's got, I mean, they say about Italians, I mean, it, 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 Italian is a lovely, lovely language, isn't it? Uh, because it sings and it's uh, beautiful and that it reminds me of Breezy. <laughs> I'm going to teach Monty to speak next. Mm, what do you think Monty would do? Um, he'll probably just say, give me some food, give me some food. <laughs> Very good. All right, welcome to the uh, the Fuji cast. Thursday, here we are. Before we go any further, um, I'd like to do a little mention for the Breakaway Fuji cast at 4 Facebook group, which is run by hero of the show, Neil Ford. I'll tell you what, Kev, we, we do need to get some buttons, uh, as they're called in the States, or badges, as they're called here. I mean, you, you can't buy them, you earn them. You can wear them as a as pride on your best suit, you know. Something like we, Friend of the Show, which is like your first level. Joker of the Show, for the best humorous males. We could have a Colonel Tom of the Show, if you've really pulled it out the back. Do you think that's a good idea? Badges, badges. You can also have uh, humorous females, you know. Well, I, yeah. Well, I, I wasn't suggesting... You said humorous you males. No, no. <laughs> I meant males as in emails, you turnip. Oh. Oh. Thought you were going to get us in a load of trouble. No, then. no, no. I meant as in uh, M-A-I-L. That's what <laughs> I meant. Anyway, yes, yeah, so mentioned for the Fujicast at 4 Facebook group, which was Kev's idea, but I've got to admit, both of us have been... <laughs> <laughs> that turned about to useless taking part in it, haven't we, really? I've done nothing. What, what? You can explain what it was, because it was your idea. Well, the idea was that you would take a picture of whatever was in front of you at 4pm every day, and uh, and then kind of there would be like this running competition of who could keep it up. It doesn't have to be art, it doesn't have to be on a camera, it could be on your phone. But uh, yes, I did it. I think I did it for, well, I, I definitely did it for at least once, possibly twice. <laughs> once. 
Yeah. Uh, so we, we, we altered it slightly. I think we interfered and then we, we went on our way again. We interfered with it. We said, now, instead of just the first thing that you take a picture of at four, it was, you had a window of one hour wherever you were in the world at the hour of 4 p.m. to take and make your pictures. It's like a cottage industry. We've got yeah. all, th- all sorts of things popping up. We've got yeah. the Futurecast at four, we've got the locked in Zoomcast. They're yeah. doing all kinds of other things over there now. All kinds of things have sprung up. I know. And we sort of sit in the middle and watch it. Leaving us to it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's nice. I, I like all those ideas. So, um, yeah, go take part in it. It's Fujicast at four. It is, uh, and that's a numerical four. And it's um, a kind of a breakaway Facebook group. There's uh, there's all the friends of the Facebook, um, our, our Fujicast Facebook family in there. So it's a great place to be. Go see it. So... Um, the Fuji Guys channel on YouTube had a brilliant webcam tutorial. You sent it to me this morning, turning an X-Series compatible camera into a webcam camera using a USB cable and, uh, and some new Fujifilm X webcam software. And I was really, really excited about it, Kev. And then the penny dropped that it's only for, for you proper lot. computers. Yeah, for proper, <laughs> proper computers. For, for those that use... Sorry, I was talking over you. You couldn't hear him then. Uh, only, only those that use Windows. Yeah, I think um, I was speaking to Andreas about it this morning. Andreas, uh, Fujifilm marketing manager at Fujifilm, he did. He had no idea this was coming, by the way. So he, you know, he wasn't like he couldn't mention it on the um, Q and A last week because he just didn't know. It, it, he got an email yesterday. So yeah, so Fujifilm, the engineers in there because uh, they've been locked down also in Tokyo. They've spent the time, uh, and I think this is about as proactive as you can possibly get. Writing an entire application that allows you to bypass all of the hardware that's typically needed to use a mm. DSLR or mirrorless camera yeah. uh, as a webcam um, or for your Zoom channels or, or whatever they call it these days. And so you download the Fujifilm software from the website. It's totally free, of course. Yeah, it's called Fu- it, Fujifilm X Webcam Software. Fujifilm X Webcam yeah. Software. We will link to it, of course. And you plug in the USB. It has to be one of the cameras that supports tethering. Okay, so um, you're looking at X-T3, X-T4, uh, GFXs, all that kind of stuff. So some uh, X-Pros in there as well, aren't there? Uh, some of the X-Pros, yeah. yeah. Not the X-T1 as far as I remember. X-T30s, all those kind of things um, don't support tethering as far as I'm aware. And, uh, yes, it's Windows only. And, and presumably there's a couple of reasons for that. One is that, you know, they've had eight weeks effectively to just sit up and go, wow, look, the world's come to a standstill. What can we do? And they've built an entire system. So I think that's a good thumbs up rather oh, God, than yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. negative by the fact there's no Mac version. Yeah. And the reason why there's no Mac version is because the Mac ecosystem is much more sandboxed. So yeah. it's much more tied down. And so, uh, I'm pres- of course, you can probably do this kind of thing, but I would imagine it would just take a lot longer. Um, but they haven't mentioned anything about a Mac compatible version no, of it. No. So it's, it, it is Windows only. Uh, I tested it today. It works really well. And uh, Good for yeah, you. It- <laughs> Yeah, works really well for me when you're on a proper computer. <laughs> Do you know, um, they're having this proper computer debate now in the Facebook group, and uh, I, I felt I needed to pop in there because I thought, here we go, this is going to be like Mac versus... Well, it is. It's it's unashamedly a Mac versus Windows debate that they're having in there. It's going to get nasty, I'm telling you, Kev. But um, I must admit, I, and you know me, because I've battled with this. Uh, of, I, I've wanted to try Windows. I've come away from Windows. I do actually have Windows uh, machines in the uh, in the sound studio here. The the playout thing that you get all all your, your little jingly janglies on like that. You see that that comes out of a Windows machine, and some of the sound editing is done in a Windows machine. But it just 
I likened it to when I I was um, for a little while in my life almost turning left of the traffic lights and becoming a pilot. It's a bit. It was. It was. I gave it a flying analogy that there was one particular machine that acted what I think is a bit like a Windows machine. It was cheaper. It looked like it promised more. Um, you, you, yes, you did get a lot, lot, lot more for your money. But when you were holding the control surfaces, you could. Ju- it just felt like there was a bolt loose <laughs> that any minute it was going to somehow let you down. And that's what I feel like when I'm using Windows machine and I, a, a machine, and I just can't get around it, Kev. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's up to you. I'm not getting involved. I'm not getting involved. I use Windows. You use Mac. You're married to Sam. I'm married to Gemma. <laughs> I, I, I. I like wearing. I like having jeans with yeah. rips in them. You probably don't. No, no, too old for that, Kev. <laughs> you can't be wearing. What do you think, Jeremy? Is it too old to be wearing those? Is it? Yeah, yeah, too old, far too old. <laughs> but um, I thought. Um, but I'm, I am hoping it comes out on Mac. Um, and and you know, usually stuff does some stage. But I thought the camera setup was was pretty good, wasn't it? You turn the drive dial to S for a single shot. It wasn't what I was expecting. And under under connection mode, you as you said, you use the USB tether shooting mode, and then uh, you just set your your autofocus up, and away you go. Yeah. And you can. And the best thing about it, I thought this was really cute. This was when I was getting really excited, just prior to learning I couldn't use it, was that you can actually choose to use to use the film simulations. Yeah. So you can do it in Acros or mm. whatever you so wish, if you so wish. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but, it's, I mean, it's not it's not the end of the world if you want to to use it in Mac, but you just have to get all the gubbings that come come with it, don't you? The there's the breakout box. What's it called? Uh, oh, oh yeah. I mean, if you want to use it on a Mac, you have to get one of the hardware. Um, uh, I think the one the, there's one by Elgato and various other things like that. So it's basically just a HDMI to USB kind of converter thing. So yeah, I mean, there's lots of yeah. solutions there, yeah. and of course, once once everybody goes back to real life, they'll yeah. probably not need it so much. No, although I've got a feeling. I, I was reading something the other day that said uh, a lot of ca- companies are con- going to completely change the way that they do business in terms of doing a lot, lot more conferencing and a lot more uh, remote working. It's it's taught people a lot of lessons and how to work effectively uh, without having to be in the office all the time. Yeah, I, honestly, I was talking. To, I was talking to somebody who's a. Um, his job is uh, selling office space, effectively, but high-end, you know, like ten-story buildings in Canary Wharf and stuff. And he was saying that, uh, you know, there's, there's, their, their industry is in a lot of trouble because this has proved to a lot of big, in, big businesses that actually they can operate on a much lower overheads. Oh yeah. Of course, you know, you're always going to have, you're always going to need properties and stuff because. Yeah. You know, whilst we're whilst we're in this enforced situation, would people work as diligently and as properly if it wasn't enforced? You know, they're going to just go and mow the lawn, for example, instead of do their mm. do their work. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think that's there, there'll be a lot of long long term. You know, good things and bad things will come from mm. this long term, sure. And I think this is like generational rather than you know next year. Do you? All right. Uh, well, I, I I think I agree with you on that one. But I I think the working environment will will change an awful lot over the next couple of years um right um here's one from oh no this one's for you actually kevin for, from martin Ryder. 
Question about the build quality of the Fuji cameras, and this is probably more for Kev, since I've seen the state of his cameras on Instagram. Mm. I, I've now had an X-Pro1, X-Pro2, X-T2, X-100T, and now my pride and joy is an X-Pro3. I use these cameras like a Trojan. Use, abuse, throw them in a camera bag with almost as little regard for dividers as Kev. And every single camera works to this day. I didn't think they would ever hold up uh, to the beatings my Canon's got, but they do. Every scratch carries a story. And I wonder if that's how you feel about your cameras, Kev. <laughs> uh, not really. They, they uh, are very battered and bruised. They, they are. Bad. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, yeah, they've got a few scratches on them, but no, I don't recall whether. Apart from my X70, which obviously had a very horrible journey being dragged along the pavement um, through the car door. What happened but, What happened there? Uh, I was at a wedding and uh, I'd been shooting with my X70. It was on a strap. I put it in my jacket pocket. And got in the car, driving from the church, I could hear this kind of scraping on the floor. Oh, no. And I thought, oh, what's that? And I glanced down and I saw the, the camera strap hanging, oh, no. <laughs> hanging out of the car door, oh. 70 being dragged along like a uh, like a beer can on the back of a bride's new vehicle. So obviously I stopped <laughs> and it's fine, everything works, still works, just a bit... Yeah, I, mean, I smashed the screen on my, my one of my X-T3s um, last year at the Brighton Marathon um, when somebody jumped across to run across the road in front of the runners. They took my, took my camera with them and bang on the floor and the screen uh, shattered. But it still works a dream and I just, I haven't bothered repairing it because I, I, I kind of, I stuck it together with sellotape and the camera works just fine. I think if <laughs> I was, uh, if I wasn't a professional, and I'm not saying that, you know, all professionals should like have a laissez-faire uh, relationship with their cameras if that's the right term uh, i'd probably be a little bit more conscious and cautious of it but uh, mm. i am not but you, <laughs> i mean you literally they basically do- get recycled every kind of 18 months or so so i'm, yeah. I'm usually moving on so you're quite mm. not nonchalant about it you, you do throw them in a bag though don't you yeah because yeah. i hate dividers i don't I see the point of dividers. what is this thing with well, dividers? Why, why don't you like them what is, what is this problem you have with dividers kev well i just don't see the point in it why, why? I, I really don't see the point it's more difficult to get lenses out and you know you you i know that you you even write numbers and have them all faced up the right way and things like that and <laughs> i'm just like just grab them just grab it stick it on the camera put it back in the camera sling it over your shoulders get in the car and go on you're like a proper vw driver you are with a split screen from i don't know 58 I did that YouTube film, um, and uh, it had the VW in it. it. Was I was talking about the X Pro Three, I think, and uh, I, I based it around a, v, a VW and this sort of love of classic shape. And uh, the VW that we had on the shoot was would well, I, I called it rust, and he said, "That's not rust, that's patina." And mm. um, and they love them a, a little bit beaten up and a bit scratched. And and as uh, Martin Ryder had said, every scratch tells a story. Um, right, what have we got? Um, Hi, Kev. Hi, Neil. Thanks for your fantastic podcast and complimentary Facebook page. Ace work by Kev on the Ministry of Shadows web as well. I'm lucky enough not to have to gain a a living from photography, and I'm currently working from home, now listening to your podcast first thing in the morning at my desk rather than on the commute. He has a question of printing, some dilemmas. Um, Thinking about the output from the camera and its intent, I have a few points of discussion on the subject of output intent, especially printing. I'm posing this as a, a discussion subject for Kev. Currently, unless it's for pro use, I'm beginning to think that using a printer, um, I have a nice Canon Pro 100S, prints beautifully, but means that I need to invest time to keep it in tip-top shape. And this sometimes causes a certain level of consternation and the inventing of new swear words. So, is it worth printing at home at all, or should I do everything by mail order? Digilab, 
uh, he says, are, are, by the way, fantastic. So obviously already he's been a digital lab, rather. He already has been sort of dipping his toes in there. Um, yeah, I mean, I send my, all my stuff goes off, even... Uh, all the all the commercial stuff goes off. I don't have a, a printer in the office. I have a an office printer for printing letters and things. Yeah. Um, and at home, I have to be said, all of the little snaps that I do on my phone, I there's an app called Free Prints. I think it's not free. You yeah. pay for the postage, but yeah. we just sent off seventy five yesterday. What? Off they go. They go off somewhere. I don't know where they come from, but about two weeks later, you get your 75 6x4s, and it costs £2.99. Perfect. Blimey. Bob's your uncle. Yeah, but what, what's the what's the print actually like? I mean, sometimes you take them into um, no, it's good. well-known large supermarkets, and they come out in black and white, so like green and white. It's good. It's fine. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, it's, it's just for sticking on the walls, sticking on the fridges and things like that. But, yeah, we've done it. We've, um, we, 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 I went through Rose's phone yesterday and ordered all of hers. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's that's it. I mean, I no, I wouldn't print a home. I, honestly, the cost, the return on investment for a printer at home, I think, is is negligible. Unless you're doing fine art printing and you you know you need control of it yourself. But anything commercial goes to digital lab. Anything not commercial that I'm doing from my phone goes off to free prints. And uh, all my albums, my wedding albums, they're all printed by uh, Jorgensen albums. They do the whole lot, don't they? Yep. Yeah, this is uh, this question was from Adrian Jap, uh, Adrian Jap, by the way, and uh, he did ask, "Do you guys print at all?" So there's your answer. No, a big fat no on that one. Mm-hmm. I did, and I can never. I, I seem to get to a stage where they just get banding, and I've never, I've never kept a printer for more than a couple of years without it, or, or maybe even a year without it suddenly starting to band, and I don't. I can never work out why. So. So, some people really enjoy it. You yeah. know, they see it as a, as the final step, and and you know, if it's part of your enjoyment of of it, then of course do it, and you know, get your calibration system sorted. Yeah. But if it's not, then yeah, I don't. I think it's a lot cheaper just to send it off. Yeah. Uh, Paul Marshall, thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you, Neil, for these daily podcasts. You've given us something to look forward to on a daily basis to get our Fuji photography fix. You've been open and honest, shared heartwarming stories, and have truly entertained us. Some amazing guests as well. Thank you very much, Paul. Very kind of you. So, question. I love taking photos of my wife and young family. It challenges me in so many ways, and hopefully they'll appreciate the memories that I'm capturing. Although my wife is great and takes photos and videos of us, stroke me with the kids, I'd love to have more professional photos with me in them. We do support local photographers and have family photo shoots on occasions, but of course these can't be weekly or monthly. Any advice or tips for getting in the frame with them without staging photos and losing key moments? Using one of my proper Fuji cameras, Paul in the Jersey, uh, in Jersey, in the in Channel Islands. Well, I'd say that um, <laughs> if you want it to be <laughs> candid yeah, no. and you want to be in it, yeah. the answer is no. No. <laughs> Can't think of any way. Unless you just film yourself and then yeah. take stills. Um, no, I can't think of any any reasonable way of doing that. Um, do you, I mean, hardly any pictures, I have to say. Do you do the do, you do the timer ones? You- yeah, sometimes <laughs> if we're doing a little portrait or something, you know, we were, or I'll just stretch my hand out in front and we'll do a, a grip and grin when we're up the field or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I um, yeah, the timer, the uh, the, the ten seconds or or um, thirty seconds option you've got for. Uh, more contrived pictures, but yeah, for mm. candid stuff, that's going to be a real challenge. Are you? In, I, I think you already answered this question just a moment ago. But you're you're not in many of the family photos, are you? Not really. No, no. no sadly, I, I mean, Rosa does take more pictures nowadays, so she she tries to include me. So, so that's nice. Um, 
but and, and of course i am in pictures i'm only i'm only saying that i'm in pictures that the, the rest of the family take on their phones and stuff yeah you know there's 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 plenty of those but um yeah the the, the more um i don't know ones that will be around for a long time yeah. less so yeah um Ali Stewart, hi Kev, hi Neil. Oh, Ali, friend of the show, nipping in there again. I bet you're both looking forward to the day when the Fuji cast Dilly, I think you meant daily, goes back to weekly. Uh, well, it is. It's going back on the 8th. Uh, 8th of June. I shall miss hearing all the commotion in the background. And well, you heard that today with Breezy. Can you tell me, this one's probably for Kev, do different camera brands make Lightroom presets behave differently? Uh, yes, I, is the short answer. And the medium answer is... Yes, because they use um, different kind of calibration profiles. So yeah. when you go into Lightroom, regardless of the third-party presets, but if you go into Lightroom and you look at the profile panel on the top right-hand side, you'll see you've got camera profiles, camera-specific ones. So if you're using Fujifilm, you'll see, uh, I don't know, Acros, Astia, all of those standard ones, classic Chrome. If you're using Canon, I think you see things like camera faithful, camera neutral, Sony probably have their, uh, whatever their film simulations are called. Nikon, I've no idea what they're called, but they will have the same thing. I can tell you what Nikon are called. Nikon. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so when you're, when, when the pre, if a, if a preset is being built properly, it, it, it will, um, and I'm on about a camera specific preset. So if you remember the VSCO stuff, which yeah. they said to go to business, or not out of business, sorry, but they stopped making those things. I wonder why they uh, did. Oh, because it's really hard. It's really hard to make those profiles on a camera specific, sensor specific hmm. format. And of course, every time a camera came out, they'd have to, you know, they'd have to do it again. Oh, so, yeah. But they must have been pulling their hair out. Please, Canon, don't do another one. Stop. Yeah, I guess. And and they went totally mobile. I, I mean, they're still a very good company, still doing very well. So um, they they did they did proper um, pro- presets based on sensors, um, which is something I'm actually working on myself, funny enough. But they, yeah. So to answer your question, Ali, they they do they will behave very slightly differently mm. um it might not be that noticeable to be totally honest with you but for proper kind of profiling then um you know it, it is done on a on a sensor basis rather than necessarily a camera basis because some cameras have the same sensors james saws finally um today um hello if you get time could you oh this was uh, when we were doing the website one so it's a we- webby question stand by I wouldn't mind some thoughts on Pixie Set. I use them to house my client galleries. Not so long ago, I moved my website to them from a WordPress, uh, WordPress template. I had no idea what I was doing with WordPress, he says in brackets. Websites are a new venture for Pixie Set. Uh, the templates look and feel good to me, and my website certainly looks better than it used to. But I wondered if there would uh, be any benefits of a move now to Squarespace, as it seems so popular. And we did a lot of chatting about Squarespace, didn't we? What are your favourite features of Squarespace, and does the blogging side of Squarespace provide features that Pixie Set may not? Cheers, guys. Stay safe, James. I've never used Pixie Set. <laughs> I wondered if you were going to say that. Um, I'm a guessing Pixie Set is similar to Zenfolio in that it's it's got a very successful, very useful yeah. backend ordering system, and then plugs on a website building system on the front. Yeah. Um, so that it depends on your needs, of course. Now, I still use Zenfolio for all of my back-end galleries. So all my galleries go into Zenfolio, all my expediting, my ordering, everything is done in Zenfolio. 
I only use uh, either Squarespace or WordPress for the front end. You know, it depends, really does depend on how, A, how much you want to spend, whether this is a full-time thing, I think it is for James, and, uh, you, you know, whether you want everything in one place, which I find would be, you know, I would find much easier. I mean, we, we have talked about this a lot. It's it's six of one and half a dozen of the other. I think for me now, if I'm if I was creating a brand new site, I would be going Squarespace route. Yeah, seven point one is is a lot better. It's a lot more friendlier. It's a lot more SEO friendly. Depending on the interface, though, it depends on what you want to do. So, for example, the the Futurecast website, I had to do that on WordPress because I wanted the um, integration with the, uh, the the RSS feed from our podcast provider yeah. and various things like that. It's a bit more technical. So, yeah, it does depend on what you want. Um, Pixie Set, I've never used it, I'm afraid. Pixie Set, I don't know. Sorry. While we're talking about Squarespace, uh, one thing that uh, I, th- I think we may have mentioned was that obviously it's gone from 7 to 7.1 now. So whenever you get a template on Squarespace now, although although you look at a template when you, per- when you purchase it, it's not truly a, a template that's sort of nailed, is it really? Because you've you've got as much flexibility there's, there's not really lots of templates there's just one isn't there really yeah there's only one template in squarespace yeah. 7.1 it's yeah. just they they just they they they've set up different looking starting points for you to choose your own starting point mm. from mm. but they're all the same template there's no there's no real concept of templates as such um you can do anything you want you can do the same thing in 7.1 whereas in 7 you would pick a template and some of those templates would do something that other templates wouldn't do. Yeah. Um, and that's not the case any longer. No. Um, so there we go, James. Um, what, what's your favorite thing about, about working with Squarespace now? Cause he did say, is there a favorite feature? Oh, um, yeah, I just like the fact that it's very simple. It's very, very clean. You can't break it. Uh, it's all controlled in one place. The yeah. Plugins. I'm, I'm fed up of plugins being updated every single day, security yeah. issues in WordPress, various things like that. Mm. You know, so there is WordPress is good for some things, Squarespace is good for other things, and vice versa. And that's it for today. Oh, I do have one question, Kev. Mm-hmm. How's the weight challenge going? Well, um, <laughs> have you? Okay, I think. <laughs> have you been on the beer at all since? No, since, I haven't no? had a drop of alcohol Oof. since uh, since Sunday night. Cheese? No cheese. No cheese. I've been totally vegan since then. Um, um, regular running? Regular-ish. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have been, put it that way. Although, I've been busy. Today I've had portfolio reviews. I've yeah. got this. Later today I'm doing a um, uh, webinar for Cambrai and Cameras. Right. Busy, 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 busy. No, no time to go running. No time to go running. That's true. All right. Well, I think going on the vegan thing of itself is has always been pretty successful for you, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it just immediately cuts out loads of stuff without yeah. you even noticing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that's it. We'll uh, we'll be back for for tomorrow's show, fr- Friday show, then Saturday. Bert Stefani is the uh, is the guest, isn't he? Um, all right. Yeah. See you tomorrow, then, Kev. All right. See you. Bye bye. The Fujicast is an independent loading zone production. Goodbye, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye.